producer, engineer, and I'll say I'll do this professionally for about five years. To just tell a little bit about my journey, it all started, you know, I was originally from Indiana. Now I'm in LA. So after, um, uh, I think it was my dad actually ended up gotten sick with cancer. And then after he passed away, I kind of had a moment where I decided to change my life and, you know, and do something that I wanted to do rather than just get a corporate job and a nine to five and just do that. And I always had a passion for music. So, you know, after he passed away and ended up going to college in Indiana for audio engineering, I went for like three years, I got my degree. And then as soon as I graduated, I think it was like three months after that, I moved out to LA with just three bags and a couch to sleep on with some of my friends. I ended up getting out there and the guy that told me that I could stay out there, he ended up uh, not telling everybody else. So when I got there, the other people that I didn't know, they thought I was just staying for like a weekend. And they asked me when I was, uh, how long I was going to be there. And I said, forever. And so they were laughing they ended up being cool. And uh, they let me stay. I crashed on like a two seater sofa with my legs hanging over all the time. But then when I was there, I applied to everywhere I could possibly apply to within like a 50 mile radius. And I got a whole bunch of no's, but one of the yeses that I got was from 1500 or nothing. And I went there and um, uh, they started me out as an intern. And then from there, I turned into an engineer. And then from an engineer, you know, I got to be an engineer producer. If you guys don't know who 1500 is, he's the headliner, I think, for today is Rance from 1500. He's a four-time Grammy Award winner. 1500 is like a collaborative of like eight to like, you know, 12 producers that, you know, they're all like killer playing the keys, you know, guitar instruments and stuff like that. They all like are one of the most expensive band that there is. They've done like the Jay-Z tour and stuff like that. Like it's crazy on and on. Like Justin Timberlake, you know, 2020, one of our members, James, he like helped co-wrote the whole album and everything like that, you know, from Bruno Mars to Rihanna, you know, to boot up. I could keep talking, but we would keep wasting time. And then from there, you know, I really, how I really learned how to make beats and all the swag stuff that I really want to show you guys today was just, I would clean up the studio as fast as I could. Like, as soon as I got there, I would sweep everything, wipe everything down, take all the trash out, get everyone like their food and their backwoods and stuff like that. So I knew I didn't have to do any store runs. And I would just sit behind Rance because he was nice enough to just let me sit behind him and just watch. And I would watch everything that he did and just soak everything up and like go home and like try it and try it and try it. And, you know, eventually, you know, after a year, I started getting good and started getting opportunities to get some placements. And I got my first two big placements uh, at the end of last year. I got with uh, Kodak Black with uh, Trap Money Benny and Nova Wave. And then I also got with uh, Jack Harlow on uh, the 21C Delta with like a ton of people on that one. So I don't even want to name everyone on that one. That would take forever. So, yeah, and then, you know, I got a lot of, you know, potentials coming out. Like, uh, I just talked to uh, somebody who signed to YSL. I got a song coming out with him and Nav. And then uh, and then I'm waiting on for the, all the Toronto people in here. I'm on uh, Roy Wood's album, if he's ever going to drop it. Definitely. <laughs> Follow him. Ask him when he's going to drop the album. It's tied on him. It's time to go. So that's, you know, that's a little bit of journey about me. I just, you know, I'm just blessed to be around a whole bunch of great people and to soak up a lot of great knowledge and, you know, and just to, you know, be able to share with you guys. Cause that's the most important thing. Cause that's what they really did to me is just kind of leave a trail of breadcrumbs behind where they were just so I could follow in their footsteps. Cause you know, they cared about me. So, you know, I like to share the love and, you know, spread the love as much as I can. So perfect. Let's get started. Fire, fire, fire. Appreciate appreciate you doing that little intro though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. We're 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 good to go. Let's get into it. 
I see some familiar faces too and some new people. If anybody is there, you can like type in the chat. If anybody's got questions while I'm going too, that's cool. Just type it in the chat and I'll do my best to answer. Uh, all right. So first thing first, we're going to start out with is scales. And everyone says it's the most boring part. And I'll definitely agree that it is super boring, but it's the most important part ever. Oop, see, scales already talking to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, uh, and I, I can tell you why they're important. Like I've definitely seen the difference between, you know, with 1500 and other people, what makes a producer last and it's real instruments. You know, if you listen to all the songs that really go and really stay with all the producers, they play real instruments. They can play the keys, they can play the guitar, they can play the bass, or even they can play the trumpet, just anything like that, that makes you different from everybody else. Because everybody in this room, I guarantee can make hot fire for any artist. So definitely you got to make sure what you do is, you know, set yourself apart from everybody else. You got to make sure you level up one step further than everybody else. And what a lot of people forget, it's one of the most basic steps ever is the scales. Because once you know the scales, you know all the notes that you can hit. And once you unlock that and, you know, your mind keeps expanding, you're going to just keep getting better and better and better. So just like, you know, building the producer house, we got to start with a strong foundation. So let's let's see if I can scroll down see the keys right here nice all right so i got a shout out to um uh this guy named jay deal he does um uh the gospel center music of training i think is what it's called i'm totally butchering it if he sees it he's gonna be so mad but if you look it up he's like the most fire piano teacher ever i bought his stuff i got all the dvds i watch him all the time and like, you know, he just comes up with great sayings and like number systems and things like that to make it go. And somebody else that, you know, I can vouch for that's been trained by that, that's super successful would be Terrace Martin. If you guys know who that is, he's a killer. He's a monster. Pretty much all of Kendrick Lamar's Pimp to Butterfly was all him with the saxophone, like crazy jazz musician, hangs out with like Herbie Hancock. It's like his best friend. He's definitely a legend. If you guys don't know who he is, definitely look him up and see his stuff and you'll be like, oh, okay. He can vouch for this man better than I can. He's got like thousands of Grammys, whole bunch of nominations. He's wild. But to start on the uh, gospel saying, I'm going to I'm going to steal how he taught me how to do scales to show you guys. So what he did. So, you know, C major, we can all see is just white keys. Oh, hold on. Let me change this to a piano or it's going to start playing chords. I'll show you that little. I got a thing set up where I hit one button chords. <laughs> I'll show you guys that later. Let me see here. Let me just get Omnisphere going. Da, da, da. I gotta show my face again. Uh, and we'll get Keyscape Library. Perfect. It's got a lot of, it'll go to pop. That way it doesn't have so much reverb. All right, so we can all see the keys. So C minor and A minor are the two relatives. So that means they have the same notes. It's just the start position is what's different. And so for C major, it's just so C, B, E, F, G, A, B. And then we're back to the octave at C again, or C, again, right? So what uh, they did in the gospel thing that helps me remember it, and I just say it all the time, it's really a stupid saying, but it's always stuck in my head and it stands for the whole steps and half steps. So a whole step would be two notes, right? So that's a semitone, so that's a half step. Another semitone, that's a whole step. So it's whole, whole, uh, half, whole, whole, half. 
So what his little acronym was, why uh, won't he wear white when hot? And I know it's like sounds really stupid, but if you always remember it, it doesn't matter like where you're at. It always works. What is it again? I want to put that in the chat just so everyone can kind yeah. of. Oh, why won't he wear white when hot? It's always stuck in my head. So we can just do it right now. So why? So here's the whole step, right? Why won't half step he another whole step where another whole step white win another whole step and then hot and then that's the scale Jeez, super easy right and then for uh i can scoot this down for a because you know a minor is still all the white keys too so if you just do the why won't he wear white when hot um uh, you can just start at the minor when hot why won't he wear white so you can write that one down too so when, uh, when hot, why won't he wear white? So you just take the sentence and you just start it at a different position. And if you know that, you can play any key there is. That's all you have to remember. And the faster you get at it, the faster you're just going to know every key. So here's when hot, why won't he wear white? So that's E flat minor right there. You can pick it from anywhere, you know? So we can do from just, we'll try D major. So here's here, why won't he wear white when hot? So it doesn't matter what key you're in, as long as you remember, why won't he wear hot? And then when hot, why won't he wear white? You know every scale and there's no excuse. And this can also help you out when you engineer, and you have to figure out the scale. You can just kind of, you know, find a note and you got to see if it's major or minor. You know, you just go back to the sense. And then we're there. Yep. I love how everyone's typing this out. Everyone's got that because this is super important, but it's pretty easy if you just remember that. All right. I can even show some scales, but you know. Really, I don't even want to show the scales because if you just remember the acronym, it doesn't matter where you're at. <laughs> Bear Gyms, I love I love the Toronto slang as a man from Indiana because a lot of times I don't know it. Shout out to Amber. I had a session with her and I made her tell me all the slang and I wrote it all down. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll have Matt, Matt. That's hilarious. All right. So let's go on to the next thing that's super important is how to arrange a beat because at the end of the day i've been in countless of sessions you know what i'm gonna go back to the scales just to say this one more time there was a point where i was recording alicia keys and she wanted somebody to replay this one little melody line and i didn't know my scales and i was it was just me and her in there and she asked me to do it for her and i couldn't do it and it was like right at the beginning of my career and I definitely would add a hit record and made a lot of money, but I didn't know my scale. So I totally blew it. And I don't want you guys to fucking blow it because a situation will, that will happen and that'll come up. Like what? I saw this kid the other day, we were working with seven streeter. She asked him to play some line and she sung it. He couldn't play it. Cause he didn't know what the scale or what key we were playing in. It was over for him. He was sitting there. He was uh, somebody that's, you know, like an engineer intern. And, you know, he had his opportunity right there to level up and he totally blew it just because he didn't know uh, why won't he wear hot when white and when hot, why won't he wear hot? 
So just bringing that again. Don't forget. The money is there if you know that. And I suggest everyone to learn the piano and another instrument. Because if you can learn two, that means you're twice as valuable. Every person, when I'm in this, I'm in so many different studio sessions with so many people. The only people I see consistently coming are the people that bring real instruments or a fire on the piano keyboard. Nobody's calling people to do drums. You can send that in a drum loop. Not to hate on people that do drums, but we got to elevate and we got to step it up. Because I started out as a drum guy, for sure. All right, so now we're going to go on to arranging. And arrangement is super important because if you're not arranging the songs and like having some sort of structure, a lot of people get lost. I can say with uh, Rance's sister, she's real big on arrangement. And I thought like she was being real picky back in the day, but she was really teaching me because I used to make pop beats with her. That's how I learned how to make pop beats and stuff like that. So I'd send her all my ideas and everything that I had. And when they, every time they weren't arranged, I was recording her. She would complain about the arrangement the whole time. Like, Oh, it's not arranged. Where do I go? I'm not, I'm not for sure. You're confusing me. You're confusing me. You're confusing me until I really started like breaking down song structures and arrangement. That's what really like helped me figure it all out. What's really going on. So let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, screen share here. All right. Cause I made a little slideshow. Can you guys see the slides? Is it really small? You can see it. No, uh, yeah, I guess if you just put it to full screen and it should be good after that, but yeah. Um, cool. We'll do that because sometimes it messes up. And also, guys, don't worry. We're also recording this just in case you did come a little bit late. Sorry about that time difference there. Um, but, uh, yeah, just so you guys know that. If you came late, all you missed is uh, major is why won't he wear hot and minor is when hot, why won't he wear white? Life-changing things. When you guys make millions off of that, you don't even got to shout me out. <laughs> all right, so... We can all see my screen with the song structure stuff, right? Should I full screen it? How do you do that? Slide or view. I think you just press present in the top right. Talk to whoever that was. Legendary. Look at that. Oh. All right. So, you know, how to arrange a beat. Sorry that the Ableton picture is so fuzzy. But, you know, song structure, these things are important. We got their intro, our verse, our pre-hook, our bridge, and then our outro. So like normal song structure, it's always different. It kind of depends on your genre. If, you know, you're doing a pop song, you would definitely do intro, verse, pre-hook, you know, and then do that again. And then after the second hook, you would do a bridge and then another hook and then the outro. That's pretty standard and pretty straightforward, you know. And then uh, for like hip hop, let's see, they would probably change it up. A lot of times on hip hop, you'll hear different things like uh, you'll hear where it goes intro into hook. And then it goes, you know, to the verse and then a second verse change and then back to the hook again. Or, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll start with the hook or, you know, it won't start with the hook. A lot of times for that, it definitely depends on the artist that I'm working for. Everyone always makes fun of me for doing this. But when I go to a studio session before I pull up on somebody, I definitely listen to their music all the time, like in the car ride before, just so I can know just as much and as little information as possible, you know, as much information as possible to know, like, okay, this is how they normally set up their song structures and stuff like that. Like one that was real tricky for me to really figure out was uh, Trippy Red. Uh, he's crazy on his uh, formats. I actually ended up, uh, shout out to his uh, engineer, Igor. Uh, I kind of taught him how to start making beats and stuff like that. And me and him started making beats. And that's who really could show me his format because he's wild. He'll do like, 
the intro to like half of the verse and then he'll do like just the intro again breakdown and then the uh the verse for like 30 bars and then the chorus for like maybe 12 he's just he's wild with what, what his stuff is but actually knowing that helped me figure stuff out because i sent him beats a whole bunch of times you know we sent him stuff like all the time you know me and his engineer playing stuff but the moment we started like getting the format and stuff like that the first one that we actually sat down and did the format within like 15 minutes after i sent it back to igor he told me to get on live and trippy was recording it on live so i was like all right as soon as you get the format with people you know that's what a lot of times makes it click so that's why this is definitely in like a big part of the theory and that you definitely need to know because once you get the song structure you know and you have the scales you're pretty much like that's 90 percent of the way there the rest of it is like you know your swag and like how you want to change stuff and like you know make it that way so let me i can probably stop the screen share and see what we got next oh next all right next is uh i got his uh automation let me actually stop this screen share and i'm gonna switch over to uh let me see oh i gotta do it this way all right i'm working with two screens guys i'm double <laughs> shout out to you he's got double screens i just started so you know i'm still figuring this shit out as we go Yo, your background is crazy. That's, that, you know what? That's a little sidebar of some uh, stuff I want to talk about, too. Like, little things like that, I'm not going to forget him now. Just small, extra things like that that just makes you stay in your mind forever, you know, because we all have goldfish mind. You know, we all literally grew off. Everyone remembers Vine. How long was Vine? Like six or seven seconds, right? Yeah, just about six seconds, yeah. That's about as much time as you have to grab somebody's attention and keep somebody's attention. What? Sayla? <laughs> Salah. Yeah. Yeah, Sayla. Sayla. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, I got it yeah. right. I'm so fucking bad at that. Most all people time. get it wrong, but yeah, you got it right. Sayla. <laughs> I like that. Say less. Thank that's you. <laughs> yeah. That's I get that a lot too. Just another, another Toronto one little sidebar for like in the studio and stuff like that little small things that make you like stand out and for people to remember you can go like a long way like i'm always gonna remember that graphic anytime we see him i'll be like oh you was in the last one okay i remember you i see you coming out i see you coming out man i see where you're at you know that's why one of the things i really had to learn with la culture and stuff like that is the shoes because growing up as a white man from indiana i really don't give a fuck about shoes at all i know people spend all their money on shoes and stuff like that and i used to wear these ratty ass shoes all the time and shout out to my girl she was definitely telling me i had to step it up she's like no you don't get where la because she's from la and as soon as i step it up people you know compliment my shoes or remember more and literally involving me more because of my clothes and as much as that sucks you know you definitely got to um uh structures for your audience oh I'll, i'm gonna get back to that definitely um uh, sorry i just saw the question my, my brain was jumping but yeah any small thing that you can do to stand out and stay in people's minds is definitely a way to keep you like leveled up and staying in the game because there's hundreds and thousands of us that produce everybody's a producer so it's like the small things that like step you up to the next level like you know, knowing your scales, knowing an instrument, knowing song structure and those little things like that that just add to your resume that make you essentially a top tier producer rather than just an at home bedroom producer. Even if you are just at home producing in your bedroom, you know, it's just the small things that add up and add up. But definitely sticking to uh, conventional song structures for your audience 
it just I definitely think that depends on who it is like how trippy he's crazy he's wild everything he drops his audience is on it what that um uh what's that thing that he's got with that cymatic sample that's just going crazy that sounds like a pierre born beat everyone's on that everyone's waiting for him to drop that it doesn't matter what that format is we're gonna bump the shit out of that song that shit is a banger but like maybe for like um uh yeah that one it was an edm so it kind of had a different you know drop style to it or like uh that chick with the driver's license right that song that came out that's been just going up once if you ever write anybody in here that is the perfect song because at the end of the hook they explain the why i just a little sidebar that's the most important thing if you don't keep saying the what and the what and the what and don't ever tell the why nobody can care about your song but that's just something to say like as a producer to like the people that you write with because we have to guide them too so we actually have to know how to song write and do that and that'll help with your song structure as well too so the more you can know about like you know writing songs and things like that it'd help you produce that way and produce towards somebody for that but definitely one of the most important is the why but yeah definitely just depends on your artists who the conventional stuff is like Bruno definitely does conventional stuff all the time I wouldn't change up too much of the format for Bruno I would definitely always keep it pop for him he might look at you crazy if you do one format and never call you again but like you know somebody like Trippy or somebody else from like SoundCloud or like little smoke smoke a perp or like little pump or some shit like that they probably don't even know any better so you can send them whatever and it'll probably go as long as you know it sounds good to your ear let me see where else okay yeah we're gonna go to the automation so let me go back to my share screen boom share all right can everyone see my ableton now yep perfect all right so automation is another producer structure that's important that i feel like it's lacking because it's hard you know some programs it's really hard to automate stuff and make stuff move around but it definitely keeps the excitement because you know our goal as a producer is for every second somebody has to be excited the artist has to be excited the producer has to or you know the other producers have to be excited you know it's all about creating exciting moments and the more I feel like the song moves and stuff like that, I feel like the more exciting it gets, at least for me. Because that way we ooh, we have a groove. It's something different. It's another thing that, you know, like sets you apart from somewhere else, you know, from somebody else. So I'm going to show a little quick automation in Ableton because I like to do all my uh, automation in Ableton. And just so everyone knows how I'm making beats now, just because I know everyone's going to ask, I do all my melodies in Ableton and all my crazy effects in Ableton. But I have switched over to start doing the drums in FL. I can't deny those drums slap. But I also add, um, uh, if anybody knows what Geist 2 is, and I'll go into that too. Geist 2 is what's definitely adding my swag for sure. All right. So I'll show a quick little automation thing. We'll just grab a loop of something. See what we got here. Oh, great. It's not letting me do anything. That's exciting. Okay, there we go. Still dumb slow. It would do this in front of all my friends. That's crazy. Okay, here we go. Now we're back. It likes me again. I called it out. That works. Um, I'll look at mine. Just I'll look at drum loops. 
So I'll just drag this one over just to show like a quick little automation thing. This is one thing too that I can show too. I always have this effect just so everyone can see it. This is like my favorite effect. I call it new age swag. It's not really new age, but this is what I call it. So what it is, it's a three band ambience, right? So that's like a, a reverb. So it's got a low decay, mid decay, high decay. I like to just push the mid decay right here. It makes it sound expensive. I'm all about making stuff sound expensive really easy because I, I am super lazy at the end of the day. That's why I love Ableton because I just dragged and dropped like 12 plugins in one second. If anybody knows how to do that in FL, hit me up in the chat. Like, talk to me because I definitely need that. That's the only thing I feel like slowing me down. And then the next is this OTT. It's a multi-band, um, uh, you know, compressor. So I really like it because it kind of pushes everything out of the way of the vocals, but it's still got the highs. If you don't have Ableton, I know the same people that make Serum, they make it as a VST, I think. I think it's free. Last time I checked, it was free. If not, it's like, you know, the it's online free. Find it. And then we have um, uh, this filter, and then a flanger, and a chorus. And this crazy thing that's called Fade to Gray, which if I can expand it, let me see. I forget what the exact button is. Yeah, so what it is is a EQ and a delay. So it's a three-band EQ, and when I move the knob, you can see how it adjusts. So it turns on the delay, and the sync, you know, is off, so it kind of gives it a space out back-to-back, back-and-forth thing, which I can play with this to show. <laughs> It works really well with vocals. Um, yeah, I'll actually do that with a vocal real quick because that'll make more sense than this. All right. Um, another plugin I can't live without. It's definitely Arcade. Can you guys see the plugins when they come up? Okay, perfect. If you guys don't have this plugin, you've been sleeping under a rock for a very long time and you need to wake up because this is the sauce. I love this. I use this on about everything I do. It's like my Frank's Red Hot or ketchup. It just goes well on everything. And then we got the vocals. So we'll just pick a kit. It's running a little slow, I think, just because we're doing everything. I got to upgrade my, my RAM on my computer, guys. All right. Let's see. Are we playing? Right, so we'll have that. That's what it is dry. And then here's with the extra. As you can see, my CPU goes crazy. Thanks, Arcade. That's the only thing about Arcade. It does make the CPU go wild. We'll see if we can just delete everything but it. See if that works. So cool thing about the automation is I like to add with the fade to gray. I'm going to set my mic down just so I can show you.
So my bad. You probably didn't hear me. So you see how it goes the back and the forth and stuff like that. So it's a great tail thing to add to stuff to make it go crazy. You know, so that's why I like to make things move and stuff like that. Uh, like, what did I, I had this beat earlier that I was messing with. Uh, but I can just show you with a, with a sample here. Cool. So you always got to make sure it's 151. Let me bump my tempo up. Hit it. Loop it. There we go. I always like to pitch stuff up. But I can always take like this auto filter and add it to here. And then really go crazy. So let's set this down to show you. And you'll see I'm going to change it to this, and it's going to morph how the filter is and where the position is at it. So you can see how the automation really makes stuff go and move. Sometimes, you know, Ableton will mess up, and there's always a quick kick around for me. It, I'll just record it live, and, like through the master. So that way, I don't even have to worry about the automation. Let me just get it properly or not. Sure, that's enough to fit. You can see how that automation just really took that sample from like you know just a regular sample to now that sounds really expensive all right then you, you know you can add a couple extra things and now they don't even know you know sometimes you got to just get away with a hot sample or you got something from splice that's really crazy but you know everybody and their mom has that sample so you got to just flip it some extra ones get rid of arcade my computer hates arcade Especially juggling, juggling this live too, I'm sure. So now, you know, now it's not really expensive. And then also you can reverse stuff. Reversing always adds a little extra to me too.
you got Ableton. I love it because you can just drag and drop drums. You know what this is. So that always makes it fun. Let's see what else we got here on my list to go back. I'm going to stop this screen share. Hold on. Am I missing questions from everybody? Okay, hold on. Uh, stick. Let's see. Did you make? Yes, I did make that rack. Oh, you know how to make the racks in FL? I'm definitely going to hit you up after this. Uh, I think if you right click on the track, yeah, the VSync stage blessing. Let's just make sure. Oh, somebody already sent me one. See, come on. Shout out to that. That's why I love you guys. Teaching me as I'm teaching you right now. Mm, I got a question for you too. Tell me. Talk to me. Uh, How do you automate the filter types on Ableton? Because it, it looked like it was changing the filter type when you were moving it. Yep. So it is. Let me go back to the screen share. Great question. It's called Morph. It's like... Uh, Stop one. All right, we can see it. Hold on, let me get back on my double screen stuff. Uh, which one was it? Here, I'll just grab another auto filter. So it's just the auto filter. And it's this one right here. It's called isomorph, right? And you see how you click it? You see how this morph thing pops up right here? And that's what does it. So here, let me just drag it to the middle so you can see what it does when you morph it. It goes from like a low pass to a band pass to a high pass to a notch pass. Okay, yeah, that's hard. So it does like a little wave. Okay. Yeah, I was just doing that and then just moving the frequency, you know, back and forth and just doing that. I was just able to do both because I had my push. Shout okay. out to my push. So I had the two knobs. So that's why you can really get it to go. Oh, okay. out. Yeah, I definitely love my uh, push shout out to the definitely saves me on the automation and keep going faster and stuff like that. Anybody have any other questions of what I've been going over so far? You could chime in. All right, cool. So let's see what's what I have next. Uh, next, I had it set up for my swag. So the swag section was just really to tell you guys all my favorite stuff and what I've been messing with and why I love it. All right. So let me just do a new thing. So I'm still screen sharing, right? Sorry, I got to let this dog in. Anybody else got a small dog that just scratches at the door whenever she wants in? Be running my life. Right, Sassy? All right. All right, don't save. I don't need that. Um, delete. All right, so does anybody in here know about Cthulhu? Has anybody heard about Cthulhu before? How can I see the chat while it's like this? Here we go. Here's in the more chat. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to drag this over here. Perfect. You guys can't see the chat anymore. All right. And I'll get this out of here too, even though you guys all do look good. Let's see. 
All right, so Cthulhu is one of my favorite plugins because what it does is it's like one button chords because, you know, you can know the chords and stuff like that. But a lot of the times when I'm in the studio, I'm against people that have been playing the chords professionally and been touring and doing that for like 12 years plus, longer than I've even been thinking about making music, longer than I even like knew about music, I feel like. So what I use is this thing called Cthulhu. This up, everyone can see this, right? So that what this does is it sends chords to a, like any other program. So like Omnisphere or like Xenology from Roland or, you know, pretty much anything. You just have to route it to whatever. So anything that can take MIDI can get the chords from here. So what I did is I found a ton of these chords presets. And the ones that I like the best, I kind of went through and like put them together into like stuff that I like. So let's see. There's one that says just drew chords. Yeah, I got thousands of them. So I have them set up by like key. And then so you can just kind of pick the key. So, you know, A major, or let's just pick some minor. We'll hear some dark. There we go. C sharp minor. And all I did was make sure that this was routed to my Omnisphere. So if you can see over here, MIDI's from Cthulhu. And then, you know, from Cthulhu again and put it on in. So that way it just takes whatever and you doesn't have to arm it. And I just turn the volume down on this and one button. really like that just because you know it's like one button and i'm playing stuff and i'm fast i got the swag and you know you can put it to anything i can change the sound whenever i want jeez if the screen share would go away so i can click on oh i can do it this way atmosphere so as long as that's armed whatever i change my sound to that's what it's going to be it is excipher plugin it's not an effect plugin. It's the mini generator. And it's a life changer. And the cool part out is too is you can record like if I want to add whatever this sound is. And then it, it'll work for like, you know, guitars or whatever, even though I wouldn't use atmosphere guitars. You can pitch it up 12 and pitch the chords down 12. You can actually pitch the chords wherever you want, but I just keep them in there so I know the key. Um, trying to think. So. so what else am I on? Anybody got a their favorite plugin? Definitely shout it out. And it's Cthulhu. So it's C-T-H-U-L-H-U. You can see right there. Expand. I just got expand. Expand's crazy. I got this one that's called Octave. It's like 50 bucks. Anybody's ever heard of this one? It's crazy. Don't let everyone notice that I just misspelled Octave. Uh, it's on record too. There it is. That's gonna be the segment that they use when they show my uh, my stuff. <laughs> Let's see. It's dragging over. So it's just this little plugin right here. But all the sounds in here are super crazy. Let's see. It's just it's just going slow, guys, just because probably we we're doing the zoom at the same time.
great piano sounds and like tons of guitar sounds. That's crazy. I've never had this plug-in load like that before. All right, you got to do that hard trap stuff. That's right there, too. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. You know, a shout-out to one that was from last time that we did. I talked about. I can show this in action here. Uh, let me grab a sample. It's a plugin called Tantra. Has anybody heard about Tantra? You haven't heard about Tantra. So a good example of where it's going crazy. There's probably two good examples. So 1500 nothing with rants and Q and all the other homies, they made all the transitions for the Roddy Rich album. That's why that album sounds like it's continuously plays through nonstop. And then the same with the majority of Pegasus of Tribute Red's last album. And one of the effects that, Rance is notorious for using. And I think if you've seen the Timbaland Masterclass, he talks about it too, and they call it the Rance sauce, which is kind of funny. And pause. Uh, let's see. Um, let me find a sample real quick. I'll go search in Tantra. Here we go. All right, so we'll just use that one. And the effect from this one is it's only really got, it might have a ton of different ones, but this is the one that's my favorite. Rance is probably like, you're giving away all the secrets right now, but whatever. And, and so you just take this and all the way down on this. Yeah, well, am I playing on the right one? Here we go. And a lot of times I'll do that and I'll, I'll duplicate it. There, I'll just put this to the audio one. So it plays like a regular one and with that one. You know, you can always pitch this one up 12 and stuff like that, and that effects. That's because it's the demo version. It adds its own filter sweeps if you can catch it on the right time. definitely one of my all-time favorites i think if you honestly if you just get the demo online i think this is what i did and you can just like freeze and flatten it or print it it like does that little sweep thing like every like 20 minutes or something like that so if you just print it before the sweep i mean it's a technically a free plug-in don't tell anybody but i told you that um any tips on practicing scales and melodies definitely the tip on practicing scales would be just uh why won't he wear hot and when hot why won't he wear white and just play all of them and then at that point maybe skip one and go back one and just try different patterns and make sure you know you keep your hands actually together and do the right fingering where can you guys still see my keyboard right here in the little chat thing perfect you can see both that's crazy so just the one two three it's not gonna play right because i got the chord thing so just the one two three and then you do the over Right, so you have your thumb here, then one, two, three, four, five, and that's back to the C, and then back down, and then you bring your thumb back over and bring it like that. So just always making sure you keep that fingering because that's like the traditional one that they do, and it's it's kind of annoying because you know I think of it all the time. Like if I hit this finger, this finger, this finger, this finger on that note, it's still gonna play the same note, 
but the actually like keeping the fingering in the hand position definitely helps you play faster and faster when you start getting to the level where you're like super advanced. So if you start with great um, uh, techniques at the beginning, it'll definitely help you when you go further along. So you don't have to relearn stuff that you could have just got done in the beginning. And then uh, for learning like melodies and stuff like that, I definitely feel like the best way for me to learn melodies and stuff is like how Kanye did a lot of his stuff where he just recreated every beat that he could find. So if you need to learn new melodies, just recreate different beats and you'll see different stuff. Like the other day, I, I, you know, I get really stuck on, I always do like four, four chords all the time, but I was with Rance's dad pops. Me and him have been making some vocal samples and stuff like that. Hopefully coming to billboards near you soon. Um, uh, he uh, suggested to just do the three and hold the third note out longer and stuff like that, you know, and he showed me the song that it did it. And so since then, you know, I've been playing through more songs and try to copy more songs and seeing what they do, because it's pretty much like it's an open book test with all these songs that are already out. We can take like, you know, how they do stuff and like piece it together and stuff like that. And it's a whole new song because there's only, you know, 12 keys and there's only like eight notes that you can play in each scale so we're very limited you know and there's only so many rhythmic patterns so the more we see like different songs and you can know you can borrow like patterns from there and like change it up a little bit to make it your own but like be inspired by them that's like one of the big things that i do for sure is to like to you know to practice other melodies and things like that and then a lot of the times i just hit buttons i mean i'm a big believer in just hitting buttons and going that's everyone always asks me like, yo, how do you start? How do you catch the vibe? It's like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'll just play a chord. And once I hear the sound, once the first sound impresses me, you know, you hear where it's going from there. What other scales do you like to use? I just use major and minor most of the time. I don't use a lot of those crazy other scales. I just, sometimes they're a little too complex and they're too not as common. I'm big about using common scales that everybody knows because we can make music for other producers or we can make music for the people. And I want to make music for the people because as the other producer, I'm not buying anybody else's music really. So we definitely want to get the, you know, to advertise to the people who are really wanting to listen and keep streaming and will want to buy. Those are the people that we're trying to get. So sometimes if, you know, those other scales can be great and they can be crazy and get some crazy sounds, but if you go too far for the listener to understand and hear, you know, they, they listen at like a third grade level as much as it, you know, it sucks to say. So if you're doing too much, you're going to just confuse them and they're not going to want to continue to listen to it. So I like to keep it really simple, you know, the simple, the better, keep it like short and understandable. All right. Let me think of some other swag stuff. You know what? I'll show you how I do my drums in FL now. And then after that, we we'll probably should be good for like a little Q&A here. Unless anybody's got any questions while I'm changing over. Uh, it's Tantra is what the thing is. I think it's the uh, Dimini Schmitz, I think is what it is. But Tantra is the name of the plugin. Here, let me type it in. Tantra, right? And then FLT Aura. That's the preset. That's the two things I use for that plugin all the time. And if you just go back and listen to a ton of 1500 music from like the last five or six years, you'll hear it everywhere. Let me see. Let me go back. Yeah. And if any other questions while I'm loading up this FL, talk to me.
keeps telling me why. I thought it was going to expire. Oops. Um, I have a question. So for someone who came from Apple, I basically produced all my career for like four years. I've been producing an Apple only. So for someone who wants to approach a new goal, like the Ableton, what would be the best practice in order to learn uh, like such a new and much more complex so you're kind of breaking up but just shake your head yes i think i got what you said so you're saying that you uh you're on fl right now right you've been on fl for a long time but you're kind of thinking about switching over to ableton and you're wondering kind of how to do that transition okay perfect all right so uh um the best way I would say is how I learned is, you know, I just hit up other people that know how to make beats in Ableton. I mean, if you make beats in Ableton right here, just, you know, put it in the chat, you know, and you guys can link up later. He can give you some tutorials because um, that's how I learned. I learned from watching people and then YouTube. I'm a big believer in YouTube University and Google and shit. Like, Definitely, if I like don't know how to do something before I'm asking somebody else, I go to YouTube and I go to Google. And if I can't find it, then then I'll ask somebody. That way, I you know I can always you know figure a lot of it out on my own. And then the more you know when you talk to somebody, the better it really is. Yeah, YouTube is definitely the best teacher. YouTube is probably better than me at teaching because there's like thirty thousand different people that are gonna teach you something or teach you the same thing that have one small gym that you know that'll help like click for you. Like the, why won't he wear hot really clicked for me, but it might not click for you. Somebody that something else says might click for you. So that's why I'm definitely a big believer in going into YouTube and, and looking through other stuff and figuring that out. But it's all pretty much relatively the same. Um, as switching from Ableton to FL, a lot of it's the same. It's just, you figure out the backside, how the clips work. Once you get that and you kind of get that in the mind, how you're kind of juggling loops instead of um, uh, like doing the whole song out it's kind of more of like a dj thing it'll be real easy and it'll make a whole bunch of sense for you and the great thing about ableton is the more you use it the more you can save the stuff that you used and then that way you get faster and faster and faster so it's like no way you can get worse at ableton if you just like save stuff that you make and you like watch youtube it'll definitely take you to the next level uh kind of it kind of does but not as well i mean i'm still pretty new to fl can you guys can you guys even see my FL screen? Yep, okay, I got a couple of head shakes. Perfect. Um, I'm pretty new, but it does, but I don't think it's as good. Like the only thing I really use FL for is the drums. Cause I'll warp break beats in there, but if it's anything past that, I really don't like it as much. Ableton, I think, can go really crazy. And then my friend uh Daryl. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. He's been working with Timbaland since, like, Missy Elliott. He showed me Cubase the other day. And as much as I love Ableton, Cubase is the best warping system I've ever heard in my life. He literally took a sample that was, like, one, like 180 BPM normally and slowed it down to 30. And, like, everything sounded still together. It was insane. <coughs> so, my bad for coughing. Uh, all right, so I'm going to show you the drums real quick of kind of how I do things that this would be the main thing that I felt like added my extra swag to me. 
All right. So shout out to all the FL users that I talked trash to for so long. Drums are killing it. All right. So first, I'm going to get my little pattern. <coughs> Excuse me. Hold on. I get some water. I get choked up. I'm so proud of you guys. Sorry, I just normally don't talk for for so long. I'm normally just so quiet with my headphones on making beats. Um, all right, so we're going to do the little claps. Oh, I got to change this to, hold on, preferences. I'm new on FL, guys, so give me give me a second here. I think we should be able to hear it now. This would go away. God, it's right there. Can you move this, guys? Or... There we go. Go away. Oh no, am I like stuck here? What did I do? Hold on, let me just make another one. Force quit this. I'm sorry, guys. At least FL is like one of the fastest opening programs in the world. My beta will expire. I don't even know what that means. Okay. I paid for it, so it better not expire. This is like one of the few plugins I actually bought. Shout out to FL. I know they're one of our sponsors, so I, I definitely want to be like, yo, shout out FL. I, I bought you. <laughs> I'm just gonna, we'll just use the parts that you're talking good about them in the, in the actual thing. <laughs> well, I, I will say I love the drums in FL. Like, the drums in here are... Let me change the preference thing again. Let me see. Can I move the screen share thing? Yes, I can, because that's what was fucking me up last time. Okay, live. Preferences. You're changing this fast. You know, it's one of those audio engineer things. There we go. Now we're talking. Put this back up here. It's funny. All, all you guys are probably going to laugh and be like, oh, we already knew all this stuff. In case you don't. So I got these drums from Chop Squad. DJ Chop Squad. He made like um, uh, some of the Deep World songs, some Trippy Red. He did all of King Von stuff. He's great. He dropped some, whenever he drops a drum kit, buy it. Luckily, I'm friends with him and he gave it to me. But I would buy his drums because his drums are crazy. Okay, so what I did here. Oh, that's the pitch. I'm tripping already. All right, so I added the little clap. And I took some of the end outs just so it doesn't have the ram. Does everyone in here on the FL gang know about this boost right here? Because this is the craziest thing ever. That yeah. brings the drums to the front of the mix. And I'm still like bananas about it. Definitely Rance, he's super into Ableton. Don't anybody tell him that I'm talking so much about Fruit Loops because he's going to hate it. None of y'all better not snitch on me. I'll know. <laughs> say something to me. Because <laughs> I'll see him tomorrow and he's going to talk to me about it. But, you know, got that little hi-hat. You can just add a quick little. All right, so we got the quick beat, right? This is not what matters. What I really want to show you is this plugin called Geist. All right, it's by Expansion. It's called Geist 2. They don't even support this plugin anymore, 
which is kind of weird. Roly has bought it and it's like floating, but you can still get it online and you can still buy it. But sometimes, like when you buy it, the authorization codes don't work, and you have to email them and wait like three or four days. But trust me, it's worth the wait. Just to let everybody know, because everyone's gonna buy it, then everyone's gonna flood my DMs. Yo, that F expansion shit you try to get me to buy ain't fucking working. <laughs> All right. So what makes this go crazy to me is the is taking the break beats and chopping them up. All right, cool. Everyone can see this, right? Tight. Perfect. All right. So I made a folder, right? Because organization is another definite thing. The more you're organized and the faster you go, the more you can get placements. Cause I don't know who's been in major studio sessions and who hasn't. Songs can go fast, especially if we're going 1500. The whole song could be done within 15 minutes. So if you're not fast and ready to go with all your swag, you missed your part, you missed your beat, you better hope you get on the next song. Or if you're struggling again on the next song, it's tied on you. You're getting no placements today because definitely the music is not going to wait for you to get it. So you got to definitely be ready to get it. So I got these master drum loops, right? So these are got tons of breaks. Right. I usually just right. so this is another FL thing where you you know you can see how we're all clicking everywhere. So the difference is the way that it um, stretches stuff. So I'll put it on gated time stretch all oh, this whole row because that does the time stretch, and that way I can actually stretch out this whole break beat. So it's going to play with my beat and kind of add the extra. I would time stretch wrong in front of everybody. Add a little extra bounce to it. And the main thing I do is I'll just go in here and add bandpass filters so that way I'm only taking so that way I'm only taking like the smallest little section from this and adding it to there. So that's what I always feel like was the hardest thing for my drums is like alright I got the general patterns I'm adding on the percussion I'm adding on the hi-hats really if you guys know who Mike and Keys are um, uh, Mike and Keys did all the Nipsey stuff they they always add breakbeats in their drums and stuff like that. And that's what really got me to start adding it. So once I started adding it, I'm like, okay, I started to see where people were feeling it more because it's all grooves that we already know. Yeah. I'm not a drum player, but it's great to add in real drum sounds. And a lot of times, you know, if you band pass them, it's like, you know, there's no melody. These are royalty free, you know? And then somebody asked me, how did I get my plugin like that? I don't, which plugin? Um, I think it was when you were in the drum rack, you pressed the little plus sign at the bottom. How are they all organized like that? Because mine are just all listed normally. You talking about? Uh, no, not there, not there. In, On the uh, drum rack, like the FL drum rack. Oh, like this? Yeah, when you press that little plus at the bottom of the drum rack. Uh-huh. How are they all, all organized like that? Because mine are just listed all the yeah like that oh well i don't know <laughs> i really don't know it felt that way that well uh oh, references if anybody knows in there um I, I, uh, maybe by selecting three at the end very simple and by category and there is a, a row three that might okay. work 
Yeah. Okay, I'll try it out. It's the new one for Mac. So if you got PC, there's always differences too. Yeah, I got Mac. Okay, you got the Mac. So you got, did you update yours to the newest one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Then, yeah, mine did, that's just how mine's always been like this. So I have no yeah. idea. Maybe it's like, it's probably tree. So simple. Yeah. Okay. There it is, right oh, here. Okay, just yeah. out categories. I like the tree. Yeah, I think I have mine in categories. Okay, I'll try that out. Thanks. Yeah, try the tree. Perfect. Right. So, you know, I don't like that breakbeat. I want to change it because I feel like if I use that breakbeat, you guys are gonna be like, ah, guys, two is whack. So that don't sound like it's it. Uh, let me go back. Oh yeah, that's the bangers. Ext. This is all the stuff that um. Uh, again, he's crazy. Dang, I totally spaced his name. DJ Chop Squad. Shout out to him. Um, so you can see how that's like too fast. You can always click here and go to edit MIDI, MIDI data. And so this is where you hopefully you paid attention in third grade in math class. So you know what 102 uh, plus 102 is. It's 204. So that way you can make the sample halftime on the BPM. Right. And then the cool thing about this is you can add like other beats that you did or I'll add percussion. So I have like just percussion like loops. Oh, hold on. I didn't click percussion yet. Uh, shit. Stay with me. Uh, loops. Oh, I see. I still got to do it. Too much stuff going on here. Wait. Oh, so it's Chef Master folder and then it's percussion. There we go. That way, you know, that's what I feel like adds the extra stuff. I get a lot of them from Splice and just from other people. And uh, that way you can just EQ out the stuff from these other breaks that like have the crazy rhythm and the bounce. And that way you can go wild. That's definitely what Timbaland does too. So don't let him fool you. He's he's bringing his bounce through breakbeats and through Geist. We showed him Geist and he's been on Geist ever since then. If you ever watch his stream, every once in a while you get a glimpse of it. That's where he's doing his drums for the majority of his part. So, yeah, I taught him how to do hi-hats one time. He called me and was asking me because Rance actually was flossing. He's like, man, he's he's old. He ain't going to know how to do this. It's going to take forever to tell him. <laughs> but you know what? I can show you that real quick on the hi-hats, just why Geist is cool. It's because I do my drums in FL, but Geist does have a lot of crazy stuff in it as well. Just a quick little thing, and then we can – then I can tell you one more thing I wanted to tell you, then we can ask questions. There we go. All right. So just like in FL, you can do the – geez, the screen share thing has always been in the way. There we go. All right. So we got that. But the cool thing is we can actually, you know, change the velocities or put a repeat on it. My favorite thing, because I've never seen anyone, any other program be able to do this so fast, but you can reverse it. I thought that was crazy, just to reverse one single hi-hat. 
then you can do the same where you can do your whole drums through here. So you can do like kicks, snares, you know, everything. So you can add like the triplets and all the effects and the reverse stuff like that. And then I think for the last thing to talk about today would be, hey, let me exit out of the screen sharing. It's talk about deals and stuff like that. Because one thing I want to say that's really important is that they always trying to get produce who's been like anybody been offered a deal here or anything like that or in a deal they raise their hand or put something in the chat all right well if nobody has i can you know quick little thing that they you know they happen you know all the time once you get you your first hit somebody's going to be after you and trying to get like you know what you have but i'm gonna just say this straight up and the labels are gonna hate me for it but whatever I don't really care for them either um, uh, is we don't really need to deal as producers because the whole thing that the label can really do for us is promote us to other people, but we don't really have to get out there as producers. If, you know, if we want to be like, you know, a producer that does songs with like, you know, artists and stuff like that, the only people that really need to know who we are is the artists. After that, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I have a hundred thousand followers if Justin Timberlake is, you know, my friend that I go out to eat with and have barbecue on it, I'm going to be on that album. You better believe it. So at that point, it's like, why would I even need a deal? What what can they give to me, you know, that would make that worth it for me? Because that's what I feel like I see a lot of producers do is that they go out and they try to get a deal and they sign to somebody really fast. And it's like, why? Why would you need to sign to the other person? Because you're already on. You've already got to the level where you brought it to their attention to where they like you when you're obviously getting placements and they believe in you that they want to sign. At that point, just keep going. You know, as long as you don't really need the money because the more you give up, you know, the more you sign and the more money you take is the more you give up. And if you guys really don't know about your masters, I'm going to tell you what the labels are doing to your guys' masters and things like that, how they're really killing us. So let's just say we all made, like, we made a song. I made a song with the artist, and you know, there's two splits, right? There's the master splits, and then there's also the publishing splits. Let's say the song makes ten dollars. The publishing splits were will only get one dollar, and the mastering splits are going to get nine dollars. So when you sign, you're giving away ninety percent of the pie already. It's what a lot of people don't know and what the labels really don't want us to know. And what they're really doing with that is they're doing what's called a multiple deal. So everyone that they sign and all the masters that they have, they're putting in a portfolio and they're getting an evaluation for the portfolio. So it's like, you know, with all this publishing and the masters and stuff like this, we evaluate this at like a $2 million portfolio. They're taking that and they're selling it to another label or to a bank or somebody else for what's called a multiple deal. For up to 10 to 15 times is the music standard. And if you get an entrepreneur or somebody outside, you can get up to 30 to 40 times its worth. So if you got a million dollar, you know, portfolio of your masters that the label owns, they're selling that for $10 million and they're signing you for $100,000 and you think you're on and you're showing everybody your chain. So I just want to put that in everyone's minds that we really don't need the labels. It's all about the connections. It's all about being friendly towards other people to like really make it work. Every placement that I've got, any opportunity that's ever really been in my hand has never been through an A&R. It's never been through a label. It's been through a friendship, something I did for somebody, a favor or something like that. So definitely remember that if you sign in, you're giving away 90% of your pie. 
keep your masters fight for your masters you know a lot of the times when you get with major artists and the other labels they're gonna fight to keep those but you can definitely start just get the fight and get your masters back they're gonna try to pay you for them you know and if you can work it out you can get it but they're gonna really stall and really try but definitely shout out to rance he owns his masters on uh, what it feels like with jay-z and uh, nipsey hustle so the industry is starting to change in our favor you know, one step at a time. But I definitely want you guys to remember that, that there's no need to sign if you're getting placements. If you're already in the room with these people, why do you need to sign to the dude that's the middleman? You would never sign to the guy that's bringing the cheeseburgers, you know, from the grill to the front to the customer. That's just the middleman. We don't need them. And if anybody's got any other questions for me, I think that's going to be, I'm going to wrap it up. I got a question. Talk to me. You were talking about like working fast and stuff. What was yeah. one thing you had to learn to 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 get your 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 rate quick? My presets. My presets. presets. Okay. I set up uh my template and what really kept me relevant with rants and them like that was one, I knew how to roll blunts very well. I will say the small things matter. <laughs> but was, um, uh, that I set up his template. I made him faster. I figured out how to be fast and then I took what I learned and applied it to whoever was teaching me and made him faster work to where, you know, anything goes wrong with his computer. He calls me before anybody else. So I'm, I'm always relevant. I'm always looking up new stuff to be quicker and quicker. And, and if I make something, I save it and I try it out and things like that. It's just really having my template ready to go. His template is crazy. His computer has got 64 gigs of RAM. He has pretty much every sound he's going to possibly use at a session open when he starts. Me, my computer can't handle that. So I adjust to what I feel like my computer can handle and what's going to work with my functionality. But, you know, knowing your limitations and how fast you can go and like what you can do to like skip seconds and stuff like that, that's what makes it go crazy. Uh, definitely like, you know, the extra oohs and ahs, that's what sped me up. Like making that uh, that new age one that I showed you, that rack, that definitely, um, uh, that definitely sped it up for me. Let's see. I've recorded vocals and all live instruments. Any tips for plugins most useful for vocals? Vocals, Arvox, one of the greatest plugins ever. I will say for anything for vocals, just adding that right amount of compression. That in the EQ. If you're not EQing your stuff, you're sleeping. Yeah, I have a question about mixing. Like, I know producers are beat makers that we should be skilled at mixing, but how important is that inside the industry? Like, I know because there's, there's engineers that are trained in doing that, right? So, like, in your opinion, should we learn the all in all about mixing, or should we just learn like the basics of it? Yeah, just get you sound good. You're gonna have to play that beat before they mix it. Mm -hmm. Today, the artist is gonna have to hear that beat and want to catch that vibe before the interview, right. before anybody mixes it. So at least right. have to be good enough for that. And I really okay. try to mix my stuff because I'm. Like, I have to play beats after. If anybody knows who Swifty is or Bongo, by the way, I have to play beats after. Them. So I really have to work hard to make sure that my stuff sounds really good because they are on fire. They are so good, you know? You got to think about, like, your competition, too, and, like, who you're working against, you know? So I definitely make sure my stuff is mixed, at least to where I know it's banging out this uh, speakers. Honestly, every beat that I have, if I know I'm playing it in the big studio speakers, I most of the time I won't play it unless I've already heard it on those big speakers to double check. So do you mix while you're making the beat or do you do like after after finishing the beat? Like what's uh, it working like in, in that both. circumstance? 
I'll do both. Like if I do something right away, I'll mix it. But then at the end, I'll go through and do all my my cleanups, off a lot of low end out of stuff like that. You know, add a couple compressors at the end. Like I'm not going crazy on my mix, but I'm making sure my levels are right because I feel like that's ninety yeah. percent of mixing is like your levels, is how yeah. like where everything you mix. Then that's where the EQ is involved because the EQ is just like the levels, but just as in frequencies for the sounds. So honestly, if you just have your levels right and your EQs right, you really most of the time don't need a lot of compression. You don't need a lot of saturation and stuff like that because all of our drums have already been run through with the thousands and thousands of compressors. You know, like you know, at least you know we get all the drums that have been used before. We know which ones are the real drums that are actually going in the songs. Oh, this sounds like that song. It already sounds like it's already good. So we don't have to do a ton of stuff on it. Just make sure it sits levelly nice in the mix. Like, so your 808's not going crazy. So it can play on every speakers and still sound like it's hitting, but it's not overtaking everything. But the one thing I had to learn is I always had to turn my claps up. For some reason, my clap and my snare, it always gets drowned out by my 808. And that's where I'm just, every time when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I hate it. Um, and then for acoustic guitars, as he said, the plugin for that, I like um, uh, Guitar Rig from Native Instruments. That's fire. But really, I'll go with any guitar amp from any plugin. If we just got the wave stuff, I really go with what's there. Because, you know, some places don't have it or I want somebody's computer that doesn't have it. So I'm all about audibles and, you know, what else? Let's try something different. Let's try something else. I always have my go-tos when it's like my computer and I know it's time to impress. Like, yo, Jay-Z's in the room. It's like I'm pulling out everything that I have. It's like go time, you know, set the nuke off. It's time. But, you know, and they're like that, you know, I'll just kind of just jump around and just try other things out. And then I really like to ask other people and get other people's opinions. What do you normally do? What do you use? Because somebody might show me something. I'm all about learning because I know I'm teaching you guys all here, but I know every single one in here can teach me something that I've never known before and definitely elevate us all together. Then uh, you spoke about the boost in NFL. Uh-huh. I use Ableton and uh, would you say like using like a JST clip would be the same as, as a boost NFL? The only thing that I think is kind of close is Mike Dean makes a plugin that's like it? I forget what it's called. The the latest one he just dropped. Yeah, that's like okay. it. Then all oh, it's, it's Gain Station. Gain Station, yeah. Yeah, Gain Station. And then I'll use um, glue compressor and put the clip thing on. But okay. If I'm being honest, it's not beating FL. It's not the same thing. Because if it was, I wouldn't be in FL. If okay. I could get that one function and that soft clipper for the 808s in Ableton, I would delete my FL right now. But <laughs> FL is just killing it on that to where it's like I can't even compete. I have to have that. I have to use that. Yeah, I definitely was on Ableton really strong until here recently. I've kind of been opening up to be more open to what every doll has to offer. So that way, because I've had sessions where I pull up on people and they only have FL and I'm the only dude on Ableton. Mm-hmm. there's one aux cord so I, if if i really want to sh- do my show on ableton i gotta kill the whole vibe then do my show and that's like i'm already starting in a deficit so i was like i gotta learn fl things like that or i gotta learn reason i'm over at mike and key's place i gotta learn how to do stuff in reason or you know bongo exports everything in logic and he's like yo i just sent you a logic session things like that so i definitely try to know them all but out of all of them ableton and fl are my favorite too and Pro Tools, because Pro, Pro Tools means it's real. We're getting vocals, because if all we have is beats and there's no, like, hooks on it and everything like that, 
you're not you're not getting to the next level. Every major artist that we work with, we're always only sending hooks. I haven't sent a beat in a long time. So if you don't got songwriters writing on your stuff, I'm sorry, but you're behind. Even Chance the Rapper asked me for hooks. What? That was crazy. That blew my mind. That was the last person I thought would ask me for hooks. Everyone wants hooks. Everyone wants those hit songs and do the verses and beyond because they realize how if somebody else writes it or they have the other collaboration, you know, if it's a hit, it's a hit and they want hits. All right. We got any other questions? You can ask me anything. Engineering days, producing, favorite artist, favorite plugin. Oh, I'll show you my favorite plugin. Let's Who's your favorite, favorite artist to work with? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, who was your favorite artist that you worked with in your your, your career so far? Man, I would probably say probably Roy, Roy Woods, because he's just a homie. I really like him. He's like a really good friend now. We're joking around. I, I even tell you a funny story. So the beat that I got on his album, I was I was making it because he had the Michael, he had a Michael Jackson glove on. Right. And it was making me laugh a little bit. And so I had him start the beat by doing beatboxing. And he's like, oh, I play it, but you know, I don't want to make him mad. Um, uh, maybe if I, I'll tell him next time I got to play it for somebody and maybe he'll let me. Um, uh, but he started beatboxing and stuff like that. And honestly, when we were making the beat, when I was making it, nobody was hearing how it was finished. Everyone on live, because it did the whole song on live. Everyone on live was talking shit, saying it was a first grade beat. Get this trash off here. And um, uh, he actually told me at one point, he's like, man, I don't know if I'm really feeling this. I'm like, yo, just let me just let me finish him and shout out to Batman. He, he helped me produce that one, too. That's one of his right hand mans. Um, uh, Batman, he was like, yo, let's just finish it. And then you try something. We'll see what goes on. And then he ended up finishing it. And I was so tired. I was falling asleep and I knew I was going to start snoring in the studio. So I just had to go home because you don't want to be the guy snoring in the studio. Then you're on IG live. And it's horrible. But yeah, he <laughs> He went from hating it to writing a smash hit for it. Now it's on the album. It's everyone's favorite song. They say um, uh, it reminds them of the, the song that he did that really put him on. And it was all more off of a joke and us having fun than like really like, let's make a hit, guys. Like everyone get out your number one drums. What what <laughs> Yo, we're, we're going for a hit right now. We're look we got we want a number one feel. We're like, oh great. Let me get out of the number two feel folder. Like, duh. So I, I think that's why Roy's my favorite, just because he's a friend, you know, like we can be super focused and really trying or we can just be having fun joking around the whole time and, you know, just like making fun of ourselves while we're making a song and then end up being the one on the album. So that's definitely why he's one of my favorites for sure. I'm trying to think. And uh, I say his name wrong all the time. Amine. He's fire. I like that guy. Woo. What I was a little sleep because he had just the Caroline song. We had a session with him. He's crazy. And then I really fuck with him because him and his producer are super locked in. They're like besties. So like they just get the vibe all the time. They just know exactly what's going on. That's crazy. That's sick, man. Holy. There's a lot of gems in this this segment, man. A lot of gems, man. Very appreciative of that. Um I think if there's one more question, we'll take that. But then other than that, we're going to pretty much just wrap it up. Uh, I got a question. Talk to me. Other than our vox, what would you say is essential for, for vocals? 
EQs. EQs are essential. We got to take out the unwanted frequencies. Just a little compression, EQ, you know, uh, whatever reverb and a delay. You're, okay. doing, you're doing awesome. Because most of it to me is about the EQ. Because it's all about the levels to me. If all the levels are right, you don't have to add anything to the song. Like, I would just take one song that you mixed and you went crazy on and go back to it, take all the plugins off and really work on leveling it for two hours to make sure every sound is just at the right level, just with the faders, you know, with gain stage in and some EQ. And you'll be surprised how it, it probably might be better than the mix you really tried on and like threw 10,000 plugins on. Because most of everything is digital. So it's all it's all been tweaked. It's all been worked on for hours. So we're just like working on double time. We're like triple mixing songs. I feel like at this point when we could just get away with most of the time levels. Uh, then a big tip I can give is if you feel the beat is trash, it's the one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anytime like a beat that I don't like, it's always the beat that they pick. Cause most of the time it's just too simple for my brain. It's like, ah, oh, that's too simple. I can do so much more. So another thing with that, that somebody taught me, shout out to Carlos. He's one of the greatest drummers ever, you know, rest in peace. Um, he always told me, yo, with my drums, because I was going too crazy. I was adding like fills, wherever and stuff like that. He was like, at the end of the day, bro, everyone can do all of that stuff. So just save it for the end at the fourth bar. That's your time to show off and shine. Before that, it's all artists. At the transitions, that's where I go crazy. But besides that, I'm keeping it straight and easy. What's your favorite song? Yeah. Uh, my favorite song that has a different arrangement? I don't even know. That would be hard. Probably something just Trippy did. Cause I, that kid's cool. That kid is cool. I like him. <laughs> it reminds me of some punk rock, you know, that meets, you know, trap music. And that's like what I grew up, like, listening to Blink-182 and stuff like that before I grabbed Shout Out to Ludacris. Ludacris changed my life on hip-hop. <laughs> It's a rare person, but I some, of these, some of these kids, some of these kids in here, don't even know who Ludacris is. <laughs> you know, no, I don't uh, believe that. No way, <laughs> Ludacris. Yeah, is bro, famous, I'm you. <laughs> who else is coming back? Days. <laughs> I heard some of his new shit. Just wait. Guess Jeez. wait. He's got new shit and it's it's cracking. Huluda or Busta Rhymes? Oh, he just released a new album like uh, like two months ago. About to do another one. Uh, yeah, he's been calling rants and talking to him about it every day, and like really taking people's advice. Like it's fire. Oh, I, got I think I got one on there. So fingers crossed. Okay. Nice, nice. That's not why I'm going to fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's one I'm not even on. I'm not even on. I'm not a part of. I'm just a thought. <laughs> Dope. I think that's it. Unless anybody else got the last closer. Uh, how do you build relationships with artists like you don't know? Like, you know, when you step into the studio and not try to look like, uh, you know, like that type of producer who wants to get on like bad, badly and stuff, trying to say, oh, I got beats and stuff like that. How do you like, how do they build relationships with artists? the best question to wrap this up for sure yeah one work on being their friend more like if right. you go, don't play them a single beat but you become their friend you're gonna be able to play them beats for the rest of your life mm -hmm. 
So that's more of like being friendships and like doing stuff they do. Like I hate to say it, like to tell people to smoke weed, but smoking weed really makes How's it going? You can definitely like talk about some things that you know and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely trying trying to be friends more than it is trying to play stuff. Right. Okay like me at the end of the day and then me like oh i just got to press play because no if they like me you know i continue to press play or i'll send them something later like uh loner i didn't i worked with a kid named loner he's coming up he's super fire i really like him but the first session we had i didn't get to do anything with him but i actually got to chat with him the last hour and a half of the session he likes me i got his number i send him beats all the time i think i got one now uh-huh thirsty in the studio i knew i would my opportunity would come later patience is key because you just got to think of what everybody is doing everybody's chasing them down yo let me show you my beat let me play you these samples let me do this like how can how can i get some money out of you how can i get some money out of you how can i get some money out of you you can just come up and be like yo how you doing you doing okay everything going all right mom cool stuff like that it's like to them that's refreshing you know you want to be that person you know refreshing and a friend because we definitely, at the end of the day, if anybody in here was Drake, we would only be taking beats from our friends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, don't don't seem thirsty and, you know, just be patient. And you know what? One more thing I'll add, and then I'll wrap it up. I'm friends with Trippy Red now because instead of making friends with Trippy Red, I made friends with his engineer. And then his engineer introduced me. I made friends with one of his friends, you know? Mm-hmm. A couple songs out with his cousin, and then so that's why he was like, "Yo, where's his stuff? Why ain't getting nothing from him?" You know, he felt like, "Oh, well, we homies now too." So like, why aren't you giving me some of that stuff? Like, so instead of like me throwing beats in his face, now he's pressing me for beats, just because I taught his engineer how to make beats, and he's starting to sound cool, and we're making some good stuff. And then you know, I gave some beats to his cousin, and just you know, stuck off to come off to the side and not just try to attack the dragon. Right. It doesn't okay. go that long way. Definitely, if the person has an engineer that they work with every day, that's who should be your best friend, not the artist. Mm-hmm. That right. Who's going to press play and pick those beats? I know Igor plays the beats that me and him make because me and him made it. Mm-hmm. If I had people send me a hundred beats for you know the artist, and I have to record all of them. I want to record them on my beats, so I'm definitely going to play mine first. <laughs> small things like that go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the explanation. Yeah. Oh, man. This was fun, guys. I had a good time. And uh, if you guys ever like want to connect with with um, with Andrew Drew, uh, you can connect with him on Instagram, uh, Chef Boyard Drew. We put the Instagram handles just even in the our, on our posts and everything like that as well. Um, if you guys already if you guys don't already follow him, please do that um, and connect with him if you if you if you, um, if you can for sure. Oh, and one more thing. One more thing I want to add because I see everyone killing this or uh, screwing this up. If you're asking people in their DMs if you can send them loops and like this and like that, one, you have to do something that stands out. And two, play me the loop before you even ask me. Send me a video of the loop because that way I can know if you're hot or not. Because then at that point, I'm like, eh, I don't even know. Do I want to waste my time to try to get this email and download it? Play me the hottest loop you got in the video. Yo, this is me. This is the shit that I got. Fuck with me or not. Because everyone's just like, yo, you want to do loops? And it's like, yo, make your third conversation your first conversation. Let's get to the point. And that's my close. 
I just came back in the room to close this down and I was like, that's the best thing I've heard all day. Make your third conversation your first conversation. To the point. Exactly. There's so many back and forth wasting time. My third conversation is now my first conversation and my business goes a lot smoother now. Facts. Jeez. That's it. All right, guys. Damn, man. Much appreciated. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of gems, man. That was like, I know these guys definitely took a lot from that and you know, they're going to be working tirelessly for the next, like, week uh, to, like, you know, perfect some of the things that, that you mentioned and or, you know, you, sh- you show them. So it's, that's, that's dope, man. Appreciate that. Anything, just send me the DMs. I'm pretty cool. You know, I have great days all the time. So I'm always, I'm always pretty quick to respond. Give me, like, a day or two. I'll answer <laughs> you. But I just make- peeped the IG page. I didn't know you worked with the Warren G. Oh, yeah, that's the homies. <laughs> he, came up, he came up super yeah, yeah. Wanted to learn Ableton. We had a great time. Give yeah, yeah, he's he's a legend. One of my favorite producers from the West Coast. So we just got him on Ableton. Oh and yeah, Andrew, you're gonna lo- you're gonna love this. There's a big Ableton Beat Cave collaboration coming up. Oh I'm nice, putting- nice. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Lots of big things in the works. Free upgrades. <laughs> you know we got you, Jay. Yeah, you know yeah, we yeah. got you. We're yeah, out here yeah. working. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we got to close down this room because we got to get to the next session and everyone's got to do what they got to do in between. So okay. we will, Savannah, Ray, and Yogi at 4.45. Sorry, I'm doing the time conversion because I'm on the West Coast too. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, 4.45, we're going to be seeing you guys in the room with Savannah, Ray, and Yogi if you have got the session. Perfect. And then... Everybody, if you're here for the rants thing later, shout him out because the only reason I know any of this shit to tell you is because of him. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, I'm so I'm super stoked for rants, guys. If you're if you're not there already, like I'm yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, I'm closing this room down. See you guys on the other side. Thank you.